Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Welcome today. We're glad that you're here with us worshiping. Thankful that you're able to come and uh, have a part with our services. And uh, we hope that you are blessed by worshiping here today. We want to uh, ask uh, our distinguished treasurer to come. and <laughs> He's also taking uh, care of keeping up with our prayer list. And uh, so he's going to tell us today if we have additions or deletions or whatever. Or whatever. Morning, everyone. A lot of new people here. That's great. Amen. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see that. That's great. For you new people, there's a, there's a reg register back there if you want to put your email address on there because we do have a podcast that right now, currently, there's 23 countries listening to it. So... Uh, you know, we do a podcast for our, our Sunday service, we do one for Wednesday night, and we do one for the Bible study, which is earlier today. So uh, if you get involved in that, just put your name down, I'll make sure you're on it. Uh, the only new prayer request we have is Penny's dad. He's a great guy. He's 90 years old. Uh, he hurt his ankle, he broke his ankle, and uh, he's having a lot of trouble the uh, last few months in and out of the hospital. Uh, right now he's got pneumonia, which he typically gets pneumonia most all the time now at that age. So I appreciate your prayers for him. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm sure he'll be all, hopefully he'll be all right this time and he'll be back home soon. Other than that, that's about all I really have. Uh, if you have any changes or anything else, like, um, you know, Rose hurt her back not a couple months ago. I took her off the list. I took these guys off the list because hopefully their, their flu is over with. I'm hoping they are. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. So, uh, but yeah, if you, you know, we have an email address here. Our prayer re request is on the board there. If you'd like to look at it, I also email it to anybody that's on our list. You so. might tell them about those other things on the board there, too. There's all kinds of things if you guys want to check it out. Like we have some food brought in by Freddie today. It's very unusual, Freddie, but thank you for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, we'd like to start doing that. We'd like to start just taking turns doing this cleaning and all this. It's all up there. So if you guys want to take a look at it and sign up for it, that'd be great. And Tuesday market. Pastor loves doing that. I know he does, but uh, he needs a break on that. And I'll probably end up doing it a couple more times. You can go up there and you can represent the church. We have a little table and it's not too bad. It's only from... From 9 to 12, right? Mm -hmm, 9 and, to 12. And, uh, well, you have to be there earlier than 9. But yeah, so. be there earlier at 9. And there's a lot of good people there. There's a lot of new uh, new faces. And that's how we get a lot of our people in there. We just, you know, they go to the Tuesday market and we introduce ourselves. Before that, nobody really knew. So, uh, yeah, sign up for it. Thank you. Okay. 
All right, there's two ways that people find out about our church. Tuesday Market is one of them. And your testimony. Your inviting. So that's the most important way we have of asking more people to come. And Bobby, it's good to have you here today. That's uh, uh, Freddie's wife, and we're very thankful she's able to be here in our services this morning. Uh, and we have several new ones around. Please get by and say hello to them and meet them and uh, get their name and uh, Joe, I believe, and Gary. and See, I knew I wouldn't remember everybody's name. <laughs> so we're glad that all of you are here this morning. And I hope you feel welcome. All right. Our next hymn is... He is exalted, great is the Lord. Let us stand together again. Maybe seated. Good seeing you this morning, everybody. I could hear you, and most most Sunday mornings I don't hear anybody singing but me. <laughs> we are glad that you're here today. A couple of announcements. We have a very special guest that is going to be bringing the message next Sunday. You've never heard him. 
I should just leave it like that and, and let you find out who it is as, as you come in next Sunday. But uh, um, John Bothma is going to be bringing our message next Sunday morning. And uh, I'm anxious to hear him preach. <laughs> and I just hope we can understand him with that south, uh, what do we call it? A, uh, <laughs> no. uh, Toby and I were talking about it uh, Friday when we were up here. And um, uh, the southern accent that uh, uh, you South Africans have is different than the southern accent that I have. <laughs> Just teasing, John. Uh, but um, we do look forward to him bringing the message. Also, next Sunday morning may be a whole lot different than this Sunday morning if we get the piano tuned. The piano is coming tomorrow. Hopefully. Yeah, go ahead. You can ask everybody just to pray. Yes. So that piano will come here, safe and sound, and then they'll come together and get it on its feet, please. I'm told that there's a, a barrier at the door that you have to lift this over. There's no other way to get it out. It's 500 pounds. The mover said, oh, this is a cinch. We'll just, uh, we'll get it down there. We're just going to charge $40. And, uh, oh, <laughs> Celeste says, you need to come and look. <laughs> See where you're bringing it from. But anyway, it's going to sit right here. And we've got a pianist that's going to play it. And we've got singers already lined up to help us. Isn't that great? I enjoyed their singing this morning, didn't you? All right, we look forward to it next week. And hopefully we'll have the piano where we can... Uh, have it as part of our worship service as well. When I was growing up, I thought a piano had to be a part of the worship service, you know. <laughs> we always had a pianos. And um, uh, some of our churches around had organs as well. Those are the only two instruments I remember people playing in church. A lot of my uncles and cousins and all of that played the guitar. But they didn't think that was an instrument for church, Toby. <laughs> so, uh, and Levy, and Michael. But it is, isn't it? When you read the 150th Psalm, look at how many musical instruments are named that you can use to praise the Lord. It means that actually anything that you can make music on what was it you were saying that you would play this morning, John? Uh, the radio. Oh, the, no. <laughs> uh, some kind of drum, right? Uh, tr uh, what? Symbol. 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 Symbols. Oh, symbols. I got you. Not drums. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, you could use those to praise the Lord, couldn't you? Yes. You could. Anything that makes music. And your voice makes music. And so God wants us to use our voice to praise His name. Now, Bob will excuse you from using your voice to praise. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. He knows I am. This morning we're going to be looking at worship, the eternal perspective. And I'm going to be reading from Colossians chapter 3. And uh, so I think we're going to have that on the screen, are we not? Well, it says, yeah. Uh, so Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. It says, So if you have been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above, where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on what is above not on what is on the earth. Now before we have prayer, let me ask you something. What is he talking about? When is he talking about? And where is he talking about? 
you've been raised with the Messiah, seek what is above, where the Messiah is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on what is above, not on what is on the earth. Our Father, we thank You this morning that we have the privilege of coming into Your house. We have the honor of being in Your presence. As we said this morning in our Bible study, where two or three are gathered together in Your name, there You are in the midst of them. And we thank You, Father, that You're here with us. We welcome You in this service. And we welcome each of our guests this morning. We pray that they will feel Your presence, know Your blessing, and know that they're welcome in this place. Again, Father, we praise You. We thank You. We honor You. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. An individual by the name of Paul Asner was, I may not have pronounced his name right, he's a professional golfer. So some of you might be able to correct me on how to pronounce his name. Let's just call him Paul, okay? But <clears throat> he was at the top of his profession. And at the age of 33, now I'm not even sure I remember the age of 33, but <laughs> some of you can. And at the age of 33, he faced the greatest crisis of his life. He was diagnosed with cancer. Some of you can identify with that, can't you? I know that as we think about him and that diagnosis, we can just imagine how he was feeling that day when the doctor told him the diagnosis. One day life is calm, everything is going well, and then the next is terrifying. Asinger had just won the PGA Championship when he got that news. And he didn't feel like celebrating as he held that trophy in his hands. His response to that news was that he was devastated. This was supposed to be a time of celebration, right? He had a close friend by the name of Larry Moody. And he was leading a Bible study for the golfers on tour. Sort of a chaplain to golfers. And Moody had made a statement in a message that he brought that uh, Paul was listening to. And this completely changed Asner's paradigm of life. He shared with them that this life isn't what is most important. But heaven should continually be on our minds. Now think about that. Paul had never thought of life that way. He just thought of tomorrow, right? Or the immediate. What he's going to do today. And Moody's statement caused him to rethink his entire approach to life as he submitted to chemotherapy, worked through his recovery, eventually returned to the PGA Tour. Soon he was playing golf again. 
and pretty much just as he had before. He was good. But his perspective was no longer a temporal one. His perspective was a heavenly vision that what God is doing is always and forever more important than what we are doing. Most live under the enduring illusion that this earth, so filled with pain as it is, is the land of the living. We know that it's much more than that. But, it is home after all, right? Now I don't know about you, when I'm away, when I have to go to Panama City and I have to take care of business there, I'm anxious to get back home. I'm anxious to get back to the familiar. But one of the things that we need to think about in everything that we're doing and however we plan and prepare and all of those things, we need to keep a heavenly perspective as Moody was saying in his message. This life really is only a brief prelude. Now some of you, I can tell by looking at you, you're going to live to be a hundred. But that's only a short period of time compared with eternity. Isn't it? If we lived as long as they lived in the early Old Testament, how long did they live? Well, Methuselah was the oldest individual that we read about. And what if you lived to be a thousand years old? Let me tell you, the same as I said about 100, that's just a short period of time if you think about time. In fact, when we're in heaven, we won't even think about time, will we? We won't count time. We'll just be there. It's eternity. And God has something better planned for us than this life. God at this very moment is working on where you will live when you're there with Him. He's got something marvelous, something wonderful in store for us. But as we live in this life, how can we keep a heavenly perspective? How can we do that? We have all kinds of problems, don't we? Sometimes it may be cancer. Sometimes it may be something that our children are going through. Or something that our parents are going through. Or something that our spouse is going through. And it hurts us. So, this morning, we're going to look at how can we have that in our lives. Now, I'm not saying that we need to be so heavenly minded that we're of no earthly good. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> And so, as we keep our focus on heaven, that doesn't mean that we lose focus on those around us and the things that God wants us to do. But setting our eyes on eternity. The Apostle Paul is telling us that in the text that I read just a moment ago. Just two verses of Scripture. Ephesians chapter, I mean Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Two short verses. But it's telling us that we, know we don't need to have our focus on the here and now. But our focus needs to be on the there and then. Notice that he says we have been raised with Christ. What does that mean? How have we been raised with Christ? 
Well, we know how he was raised, don't we? We know that he was raised from the dead on the third day. And he ascended back to the Father after 40 days. And he's now at the right hand of the Father. So how are we raised with Christ? When we trusted Him as our personal Savior, when we became a believer, when we became a child of God, we were raised with Him for eternity. And our life is now eternal. We have eternal life. Not just temporary life. Not just life that's on this earth. But we have forever and ever life. And we need to remember that as we go through life. Our spirits will dwell with Him in eternity. And we'll have a new body that won't have pains and aches and problems. And you know what? We won't even need physicians anymore. We won't even need to go to the doctor anymore. <laughs> we won't. Now, not saying that uh, we won't need them. I know many doctors who are children of God and I'm going to enjoy being with them in heaven, won't you? Just like I will enjoy being with the carpenters and I'll enjoy being with the, with the accountants and you can name any other profession. And we'll be there together and I really think now, I may be wrong about this, and the Bible doesn't say this, but I really think whatever we did in life on this earth was a training for what God has in store for us in eternity. Now, I don't mean that we'll be delivering babies or that we'll be building houses or, you know, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But God has a plan for our life. And He's going to use our experiences. He's going to use who we are as we enter those pearly gates, as we call them, and we're in heaven with Him. In this passage that we read just a moment ago, the Apostle Paul refers to Christ as seated at the right hand of the Father. That, he says, is what we're to set our minds on. One of the things that we need to do as we go through life is to be instant in prayer. Isn't that what the Scriptures tell us to do? Be instant in prayer. We need to think about Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us continually. Not just as we offer words of prayer. But I think He's interceding for us 24-7. And everything we go through, He's there with us. And we need to remember that. And when we pray, we need to remember that He's there to intercede with the Father. Now, all of this may sound high-minded and pious, but how do we make it, break it down, if you will, in human terms? We still have jobs to do. We still have children to keep up with, keep in touch with. For us in Panama, most of our children are back somewhere else. We have homes to maintain. Name whatever you will that we have. We have pianos that have to be moved, right? That's something that's practical. That, that's something that's, that's here and now. And we do need to take care of the here and now as we keep our focus on the Lord. One thing about this piano is that we're going to use it to worship God. It has a place for us to use it in honoring our Lord. So, 
We could say that with just about everything you do every day. If you're still working at a job and you're making money, what do you use that money for? Well, hopefully one of the things you use that money for is to put into God's work. To help missionaries. To support the ministry. To be the individual God can use to do what needs to be done here on this earth that may seem just the practical, the everyday, the ordinary, but that has an eternal value, you see, if we think about it in the right way. So that's precisely why we need to worship as an everyday thing. That's what we're talking about today. Even if we take part in a very wonderful, powerful worship service on Sunday, it wouldn't be enough. It's not enough. It's not all that God wants from us. The Spirit of God is accompanying us everywhere we go, right? And if He's with us, we can worship in the midst of our daily existence. Anywhere. The list that I'm going to offer you this morning is a very practical one, I believe, and certainly not exhaustive of all the things that can help us in our worship. But these ideas might be able to jumpstart our praise and our adoration of God every day. Now let me go through a few of these. With eyes on eternity, we can praise God daily through music. I think it's important for us to have good music in our lives. Not just on Sunday. Levy, I'm very pleased with what I heard this morning. Toby, Michael, and I'm looking forward to more. But you see, that's not the only time we need to be listening to music. And I'm talking about Christian music. Now, I'm not saying that we can't listen to other music. I, I like other kinds of music. But Christian music needs to accompany us all the time. And if you find some music that really touches you, then use that. Maybe it's an album. Maybe it's a uh, group of music. Take that with you. I don't have my phone with me. I was going to hold my phone up. <laughs> Imagine I've got a phone in my hand. Doesn't that phone play music? It will. Or if you're in front of your computer, you can select some music on your computer to listen to while you work. There's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, it will help you have the attitude of worship as you go through life. And then, as we think about being in the attitude of worship, praise God through Scripture memory. Did I hear some moans back there <laughs> when I said Scripture memory? But Scripture memory is something that is really important for us. I couldn't commend to you a task that I think would be more worthy of your time and your effort than memorizing some verses of Scripture. Once those verses are embedded in our hearts and our minds, 
they become a permanent part of you. You've given the Holy Spirit a tool to use to encourage you as you go through life. And being able to recall those at opportune times can help us in many ways. Psalm 100 is one of the passages of Scripture that I would recommend for you to look at. I want to read that. Psalm 100. It's only five verses. Shout triumphantly to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that Yahweh is God. He made us and not we ourselves. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and to His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For Yahweh is good and His love is eternal. His faithfulness endures through all generations. Now we could talk about that for a little bit here this morning. Let me just mention this. It says, it endures through all generations. And it means our children. And our children's children. And our children's children's children. <laughs> you understand what I mean. All generations. I've read stories, and you probably have too, of prisoners of war who struggle to recall and share verses of Scripture that they had memorized maybe as children. But at that particular time, it became something very important for them to be able to rely on and think about the Scriptures in God's Word. They had no Bibles, but nobody could take their minds from them. And they were able to remember those Scriptures that they had memorized and so they shared those with one another as best they could. And it helped them endure the terrible circumstances that their life was then going through. And they were able to use those to worship, to praise God. So we need to feed our souls and minds with the everlasting Word of God. And then with eyes on eternity, praise God in daily intervals. Now we can't just worship all the time, can we? Well, we'll talk about that more in just a moment. But most of us are familiar with daily devotionals. I hope that you read your Bible every day, that you open the Word of God and, and you're looking at some things that will help you as you face that new day. And that usually only lasts a short period of time, five, ten minutes for daily devotionals, right? One and I take a little more than that in the morning, but these times are essential, I believe, for Christians. But did you ever think of using that time also as a time of praise and worship of God? Now maybe you're already doing that. It's not just a reading of somebody's ideas and reading of the Scriptures, but, but you're actually focusing this back to God and worshiping Him during that time. Set a time during the day when you know you, that you'll be able to stop and whisper a praise to God just that quickly, just that easily. Maybe... It's not even out loud, but, but you sing a praise to God at different interval, intervals. You might decide you'll praise God each morning in the shower. Could you do that? Sure you can. Sing praises to Him. As I mentioned during your devotional, during a coffee break, if you take such things during the day, 
or just before lunch. Or if you're driving in traffic. Praise God. It may be that that person stops real quick in front of you. Quickly praise God that you didn't hit him. <laughs> but you can worship anywhere. Begin with three or more of these things that I'm talking about. And take time to give worship to God. Carry a pocket to New Testament. Or some note cards that you'll be able to get out and look at from time to time. You know, after a while, it won't happen only at preset intervals. You'll be worshiping just spasmatically. Just any time the thought hits you, you'll have worship to God and you'll sing in your heart or maybe out loud if you're not going to disturb anybody else, a praise song. Something that honors God. We need visual reminders sometimes for us to keep this as a focus. A few personal billboards. You know, companies know how valuable billboards are. Now there's some places where you can't have them anymore, like Hawaii. But when you see a billboard, it's advertising something, isn't it? It's telling you something that they want you to be interested in. When we go under these pedestrian overpasses, Claro is one of the advertisers here in Panama that you see all the time, isn't it? Or other things. If you bring with you or place with you or have with you a personal reminder of worshiping God. Maybe it's a scripture. Maybe it's uh, some other visual reminders. But your own personal billboard. It might be like a refrigerator magnet. Do any of you have those? When we were in the United States, we don't have so many of, uh, of them here in Panama, but we were, in, we were in the United States, we had those magnets all over the refrigerator. Now, I know they were made to hold up other things, but they advertised something themselves, didn't they? And so, have those reminders. Or it might be a coffee mug that you have that's got a scripture verse on it. One that's got one. Or it might be something that would bear a little reminder, a saying. You know, you're familiar with things to remind you to diet. Have you done that? Yeah. Put that up on your refrigerator. Or on your dashboard, on your car. It, it helps you not to stop in at McDonald's or whatever. Other things that we're familiar with, a coffee mug that says, World's Greatest Dad. Have some of you got one of those? Or I Love Panama. Those are all over the place here, aren't they? I challenge you to see how many worship reminders you can insert in your daily life, in your field of vision, where you are. And don't do this in a way that it would be obnoxious to people around you. You're not trying to advertise how holy and devout and so on you are. That's not what it's about, is it? Keep a note card with your current memory verse on it. And review that as you go through the day. That's how I memorize verses of Scripture. 
I have to have something to help me. I can't just read it and, and then go out there and I've memorized it. I can't do that. Some people can. It might be a favorite psalm that's taped to your computer terminal. Put a reminder on a place where you'll see it. And then, praising God through small groups on maybe a weekly basis. Maybe some other people want to worship God during the week, and you can take maybe only 10, 15 minutes. Now, small groups usually are meeting together to study God's Word, and that's great. I'm not telling you not to do that, but you might turn your study time into a praise and worship time as well. And I think that would help you in your Bible study as you had your small group. Most of the time, we go through life, we don't think about these things. And what I'm telling you today is something to help you think about how you can worship God not just on Sunday morning, but every day. And not just once every day, but as the day progresses, as the day goes on, as you go through different situations. Be ready to worship God. Now I know I've told you before, we need to be able to have a prayer on our lips just at any moment as we face certain circumstances in life. But we ought to be able to worship that quickly too. And I hope this has helped this morning to see that worship is not just a once a week thing. Now don't get me wrong. There's a very special part of your life that needs to come into God's house and needs to worship as He meets here with us. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, Hebrews 12. But exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I think I memorized that right, don't you? Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. God wants us to worship Him in His house once a week. Or maybe more, as Freddie was talking about, we might have... Wednesday night services. If we've got enough interest, we'll, we'll start doing that. But worshiping Him, not just on once a week, but continually in our lives. Father, we thank You this morning that we've had the privilege of being at Your feet. Knowing that You're here with us. And You're worshiping here with us, but knowing also that You'll gather with us, that You'll be with us and help us in our daily lives as we worship daily. I pray your blessings on those that are here this morning. If there are those that need to make decisions, we pray that today would be the time that they will turn from whatever it is that's in their lives that they need to turn from and honor you and ask for your help. It may be that we have some here today that have never trusted in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. They need to be saved. Help them to do that. Maybe others need to join with our congregation and state their desire to be a part of us. We would encourage them to come at this time. It may be that there are other decisions that are needed. Maybe their lives is out tuned with you. And they need to rededicate their lives and say, Lord, I want to serve you better in the future and what I have in the past. Whatever the desire, whatever the need may be, we pray that these would be made as we have this invitation this morning. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us stand together. Nothing but the blood of Jesus is our invitation Him.
This is all my righteousness Nothing but the blood of Jesus information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.